I really wish I've understood that earlier, because it would skyrocket my growth. And the funniest thing is, it was right under my nose for so many years. Welcome to MacThrive, a podcast where I want you to realize your full potential and become who you're supposed to be. I truly believe that every single person is good at something, but a great bunch of people don't success in finding that thing and oftentimes stop looking for it. And I'm here to help. I want to give you new perspectives on growth and progress in whatever point in life you're currently in. I want you to have clear guides and fundamentals to find your own path and how to stay there, including powerful tools and lessons learned through my own journey. I will share my story and my personal ways to progress into what I'm currently and who I want to become. So the ultimate goal is to help you realize your potential and become who you're supposed to be. However, I want that to be short and straight to the point. Planting the seed is the most important thing. So this is the second part of the episode about mentors and the value you can get out of that in your life and career. In the last episode, I mentioned about two categories of mentors. So the people who you know in person and the authors of books, blogs, videos of any sort from any field you think about. Now we'll talk about the second group. So the authors that you might not even know personally, but you can get an outstanding amount of knowledge from their work. One disclaimer, I'll be mentioning mostly books, but this is valid also for other sources like videos, podcasts, blogs, etc. Right, so I'm one of the people who can be blamed for having a pile of books that lay there forever to be read. So when I see something inspiring and I'm thinking, whoa, I can learn so much from that and I'm doing the purchase and I'm having this dopamine rush and feeling that the knowledge will fall from grace on my brain and then nothing. The book arrives after a few days, lands on the shelf and becomes basically a new addition to the reader's pile of shame. Thankfully, I've started digging myself out of that pile, but not gonna lie, there's a handful of work waiting for me there. The thing I want to share with you is nothing extremely new, to be frank, but to me it was kind of a revelation and again I gained from that so much and I just wish I had found out earlier. So sharing it right now so you get that profit faster than I did. So the principle here is if you have a goal or an idea there's a huge chance someone have the same one or even a part of it and there's also a great chance that somebody reported the road he or she took and you can learn from that. And it seems that that's the nature for some people. Sharing and learning gives them this feeling of fulfillment and satisfaction. So it's up to us just to grab that knowledge and use as a tool for reaching our goals, right? Of course, if you think about it, it's not a brand new idea, right? Learning from the books and the, as said, reported road of successful people is by principle a foundation of progress, right? So every generation of engineers should be better based on lessons learned from the previous generation of the same profession, right? Every personal trainer should be better than the one from the previous generation. Uh, Every cook should be better based on the lessons learned from the cooks from the previous years, etc, etc. And Coming back even to the greatest minds in the history, they've learned from somewhere and someone, right? So I really believe that using the written or recorded word of people who have an experience on the path that we're currently in, the people who are further 
or succeeded by our understanding. It's a responsibility and in a way duty for us to grow and speaking from the very high level, humanity to progress. However, coming out of that, we have to be critical and don't hesitate to undermine the others, which means the fact that someone has a great lesson to share or you can learn something from that person doesn't mind you need to follow him or her blindly. And moving forward with that, my advice is to be picky in terms of authors. So what I've learned is that the best books or podcasts or any media are the most valuable and helpful when the person writing, talking actually did the thing. Because there's a bunch of resources that are only rephrasing the other's work or authors who didn't do what they tried to teach and preach. And from my experience, it's so easy to catch, but sometimes you just waste time before you notice, right? So what I'm doing and what I'm encouraging you to do as well is do your research before you invest your time and possibly money, because these are your resources and you should value them extremely high, right? Moving further, if that's a book, take a pencil and highlight the heck out of it. Don't hesitate to write on the page. It took me some time to understand that, especially when I really respect a book as a physical thing. And I love the craft and the history behind the printed work. But in the end of the day, it's a learning tool. And I was tremendously surprised how it enhanced the learning process. Also, it helped with the issue that I had for years. So I've read a book, found out about something valuable, etc. But... Somehow, magically, when I put the book back on the shelf and, for example, took another one, after a day or two or a week or two, I kind of forgot the lessons. Maybe they've stayed somewhere in the subconscious mind, but I wish they were more conscious, if you know what I mean. So that highlighting led me to another tool I'd like to share with you. I came with and helped me tremendously with that issue. So I've created a notebook or actually an Excel sheet or Google sheet, where I write down the things that I've highlighted from the book I've read. What's important, I'm not doing that during reading the book process, but I'm doing it afterwards. So you can imagine that I'm spending an hour or two after I finished my book, and then page by page, I recap the most important stuff that I've highlighted during the reading. And I really can't express how easier this is now for me to first of all remind myself what was about this book and keeping in check what I've learned and it's so easy to come back to that and it just takes like five minutes to go through the most important points to me from what I've learned and read and calling one of my favorite authors ever Alex Hormozzi most people don't need to be taught the new stuff in the most cases they need to be reminded right and it's really fun and gratifying to be able to go back to the main points and the hardest hitters from the books that you've read like month, two months, six months, a year ago. Which leads to another point. So if we like it or not, our point of view and beliefs are shaped not only by our experiences, but as well as the ideas and words we've been given from the outside, right? The good part is it's up to us to select and slice and dives them in a way. And here I wanted to share with you an idea that I've learned parallelly from the old school author Napoleon Hill and the modern guy Dan Coe. And even though these guys didn't work together and 
lived in different times, to be frank. The conclusion I got is the same, and it's kind of a summary and a mixture of these two. So the idea from Napoleon Hill speaks about the internal brain trust, meaning the group of people, authors you look up to, inventors, scientists, or even fiction characters. He's saying that you can create kind of a internal council that you can work with and confront your ideas or plans with what these people you admire were standing for. The idea from Dan Coe is a little less imaginative. And what he's saying is that it would be a good idea to think and write down the authors and content creators or people who have an impact on your beliefs and simply write down those beliefs and ideas that are resonating with you so it's super easy to come back to them. So after thinking about it and wanting to enhance that idea of making notes and highlighting the most important stuff to me, I created that kind of a document where I've put the public figures, authors, creators and characters that style I love or they bring ideas that are valuable to me and who performed actions or initiatives I find inspiring. So that's the first column. Second column is the books or work of content that impacted me the most. The third column is the question, what makes this person, piece of content, book great for me? And the last one, which is connected to the being picky point I mentioned before, is a column with a question, what these people make for a living and how do they earn their money? Right, so as mentioned before, I highly value experience and when I read or hear somebody who did the thing this person is praising and trying to share and learn, that's a completely different game than from when I'm hearing these so-called motivation gurus, right? So I have this list, I find it extremely, extremely useful and inspiring as well. So it just makes easy to open this sheet that I have and find some cool stuff on my pages. So the next and kind of separate step is aligning the content or books you read with your learning process I spoke about in previous episodes. So think about it. You have your long-term game plan, let's say. Each point of this plan and process needs some kind of an action and most probably knowledge you need to gain. You do your research, you pick your resources that can give you the knowledge and aha, the dots are starting to connect and you're actually on the road of becoming who you want it to be. That's why I believe having those external mentors is so important. So to sum it up, whatever you think you want to achieve, the guidance on parts or even the full road is somewhere there. Stay selective on what you feed your thoughts and remember to always ask yourself, why do you want to read, hear, watch this piece of book or content and how is it aligned with your goals and the true north, right? Highlight and note, you'll get so much more value from anything you read and it will be so much easier to remind yourself about all the ideas that you want to implement and try out. Also, I encourage you to think about this idea of having the internal brain trust or the list of, of these people, authors, characters. Worked for me and is putting my brain into pleasant vibes. So I don't see any reason it wouldn't work for anybody else. So for the end, um, I wanted to give you the quote from Isaac Newton who once said, if I have seen further, it's by standing on the shoulders of giants. And it's a cool quote because Newton wasn't 
literally standing on the shoulders of giants. But he was explaining that his ideas didn't come from him alone, right? He relied on the ideas of those who came before him. And to me, it's kind of comforting thought that I'm not alone on this crazy life path I've put myself into. And I think this will stay the same for each generation coming forward and forward. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for joining and thank you for your time. Stay consistent. Peace.